from Baltimore, Maryland. This is The Stoop Sessions, a One Hope podcast. Join us for conversations about ministry on the stoop. Learn more about our work at www.onehope.gives. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to The Stoop. My name is Stephanie Greer. I'm Joel Kurz. I'm Eric Hill. And we are back. We've been talking about the gospel, the good news. We've also discussed some of the particular false gospels, the subtle gospels in our particular neighborhood. And, and we've we've exhorted you to think about the same in your own context. So today I want to talk about God knows my heart. That being a mm. um, kind of uh, false gospel response. Uh, you know what? Ultimately, God knows my heart and... Um, I understand that I mess up. I understand that I'm a sinner. Um, I see my need for Jesus. Yeah, I've made mistakes. I know bad people out there. I know some really bad people. Like a response would be, I know horrible people, but God knows my heart earnestly. And so I think I'm good. So that's sort of of like a way to look past my failures, my my mishaps. God knows my heart. they, They make a distinction between like themselves and wicked people. Yeah. So like to them, I'm good. I'm not as bad as this person over here. Right, right. Well, let's think through what is then the gospel narrative of the God knows my heart false gospel. Yeah, and I'd, I'd want to start and say, I think as we're going through these false gospels, um, you know, use, I'm using the words like they and them, but I genuinely see these being my excuses and responses That's before right. like, I, I think we talked Christ. about in the last episode yeah. a little bit, just like these things can creep into the church yeah. and we can, I mean, that's why we've got to be so clear on what is the gospel. What's the truth. Yeah. yeah. So it's good. It's just good to be reminded like, man, thank God the power of God strong enough to save um, even in spite of the excuses that we put up. So yeah. yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Why is this a false gospel near why is it so dangerous i think it begins with the idea that god created everyone to be good uh and instead of being good some people not necessarily me but some people have collapsed under the curse what is the curse bad people mean-spirited motivations these are the wicked people the psychopaths of society and uh you know they're sort of like Less than human. It's interesting, though, like, God knows my heart doesn't apply to everybody. Because mm-hmm. there's yeah. some people who tr- truly have a bad heart. Right. right. We'd say, oh, they just, I don't know how, how they, they just, they just have a bad heart. So it's, it's, it's almost like, well, how did, how is that partitioned and how is that distributed? Is there only yeah. 2% of this world of people <laughs> with bad hearts? Right, right. Or? And I guess restoration then would be uh, me just clinging to my good heart and... Uh, redemption is simply found in this truth that God knows my heart, and so I guess I'm going to be good with God. Yeah. Therefore, you'll be accepted by yeah. God. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of almost um, comparing yourself to cultural norms instead of God's standard and his law. So, yeah, you might look like an all right person. Right. You don't cheat on your taxes if you file taxes, or, you know, you're thinking, oh, well, I know some people have done something worse than I have, and so... According to the world standards, I'm all right. Yeah. But the thing is, we're not held to the world That's or the right. cultural yeah. standards or norms. We're held to God's standard. Before we critique it, I, I will say that I, I feel like I can sympathize with it at a, some, at a certain level because I don't know why I do the bad things I do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like there's, there's sometimes when I, when I lose my temper and I speak to my wife a certain way or I uh, speak to my kids a certain way, I feel bad about that. Like, mm-hmm. and I almost feel like that's not me. It's, it's like a different part of me. And, you know, you can kind of like 
just live in this sense of like, man, I, I've got a better heart than that. Mm-hmm. You know, because of your desire to do better, your desire to actually want to be kind and love your right. wife and kids. So yeah, that's a good point. And I don't think it's just because I'm a Christian. I think as humans, we we have this sort of conflict of like the reality that we are created in the image of God. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that, that even sinful uh, fallen humans are uh reflections of God's image. And so there is intrinsic worth yes. that they bear. Um, this is common grace that yeah. they still reflect the image of God. Uh, however, sin has so marred us uh, that we are under the power of sin, mm-hmm. that we're in bondage to sin. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, even the sinful human has this conflict of like, I feel like there's a part of me that's glorious. Right. Right. Uh, I, I actually think it was Blaise Pascal. He said that everybody knows that that in them there's a glory that that, that nobody else can see. Yeah. But also, Pascal says that in them there's a wickedness, a darkness right. that only yeah. they know about. It's those. It's those. It's moments. a both and. Yeah, that's right. And they they war together. And I think you can find ways to think. Well, I think my good outweighs. Mm-hmm. The bad and again, if we were thinking on cultural standards and norms, you'd say that might be enough. Yeah. But when we look at God's standards, it's mm-hmm. not enough, you know. And so, I, I, yeah, that that war, that that wickedness of the heart, isn't just in um, what you actually do. But we know that God cares about what you actually think and yeah. what you actually yeah. believe. And so, yeah, maybe you'd be off the hook if it was based on. You know, do you love your family? Do you love your kids? Do you go to to your job when you're expected to? But God, yeah. are your intentions so much- and motivations good? Right. But he wants so much more. And what he requires of us, we cannot produce without without him. Mm-hmm. So I will say, yeah, that um it is good to differentiate. You know, there is a there's a tension there, even for unbelievers. Now speaking of uh intentions, so Genesis eight and twenty one says this about the heart. It says that man's the intentions of man's heart is evil mm. from his youth. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like the gospel starts peeling back and, and where we thought we had good intentions That's right. were actually evil. I wanted to do something good, but why did I want to do something good? Exactly. Yeah. And this says from his youth. Like, man, that means child. It means we are guilty from the get-go. From the womb, yep. Yeah, like David says. Yeah, I guess so on one hand, uh, it is true that God knows my heart. Actually, you know, that's a true statement. Yes, God <laughs> knows right. your heart. That's right. The question is, is, is that good news or is that bad news? First <laughs> uh, Samuel 16, 7 says that man looks on the outward appearance, which Stephanie, that's why you're saying from a community's perspective, this does kind of make sense. But it goes on to say, but God looks at the heart. That's actually the problem. That's right. Is that God knows your heart. Uh, he doesn't just simply know the external reality of who you are. Yeah. I think of Hebrews 4.12 when it talks about the word of God being living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing through the division of the soul and marrow and spirit um, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And you think about bone and marrow being an islander, we think about marrow, right? But when you look at that, you're like, how do I divide? You can't. Mm -hmm. And so when we... Even if we want to think about the good, we know God sees, we are laid exposed, and that is utterly, um, it should cause you to tremble, but when you know Christ, it causes you to tremble and and um, 
go to him with reverence and awe because you're like, wow, he does know my heart and he's giving me a new one. But if you never go to him because you feel that the state of your heart is beating just fine when blood is not flowing through all four of those quadrants, are bl- is blood supposed to look flow through? That's, is it? I was a vital dropout. Was it? No, I, well, you know. Yeah. But is it supposed to flow through four? It's supposed to flow in and through and out, right? But yeah. anyway, <laughs> um, if you think you're fine and you you need you need help, uh, you'll never you'll never get help. And so the reali- the realization needs to be made is my heart's not that great. Mm-hmm. What does Jeremiah say about it? He says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Yeah, meaning even you can't understand yeah. your heart. And isn't right. that true? Like I think that's the true. issue is when I think about my heart and I'm conflicted with like man what I do, what I do, I don't do sort of thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at my heart. I'm like, I, even I can't understand it. You know, I don't yeah. know why I do this, do that. Yeah. Yep. Who it's can des- understand it? Listen yeah. to what he says in verse 10, though. I think sometimes we forget to read verse 10. It says, I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Mm. Mm. Wow. So God knows. He knows. Yes. It's a scary thing. Man. So God knows my heart. False gospel? Yes. True statement? Yes. 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 <laughs> <say> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it is a true statement. You know, I was thinking um, as you were reading Jeremiah 17 that we see it most with toddlers. I love to ask them. Um, I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. You know. You know about toddlers, yeah. Elder Swole. So, uh, you know, let's just say one decides to um, play around with the potty. Right. And you ask them, why, why did you feel like it was a normal thing to do to smear this around every surface and they right. don't know mm-hmm. I don't know and they, you can see there's an earnestness I, I thought it was okay I'm not sure if it was okay. right. and yeah. so I, I think we're, we're much like that before God I actually I don't yeah. I don't I don't yeah. know I, I don't know I thought it was a good idea and yet it still was yeah. not yeah. a good idea and so I think in our last episode or two episodes ago I mentioned Acts 3 mm-hmm. same same chapter uh, the people there are uh, called ignorant so they willingly killed Jesus. They denied him. They killed him. They crucified him. They're guilty of that. But then he says, you were ignorant, meaning you didn't know. Now, ignorance there doesn't mean that they're not guilty. That's right. Just because we are ignorant in our sin doesn't mean that we're not guilty for our sin. That's That's the problem of the heart is there's this double blindness to where we are just completely ignorant and, and we're spiritually blind. And we don't know why we do what we do. Now, someone might come along and say, now, hold up. You don't know me. Like, you don't know my heart. How can you, how can you tell me that my heart is not as good as I think it is? How would you respond? That person, that, their heart condemns them. You know what I mean? Like, they know. Yeah. They know. Yeah. The guilt, the shame, like, they know. Probably keeps them up That's at right. night, man. It's but, like the 2 a.m. test. Yeah. I don't have to prove anything to you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Romans 1. Yeah. Which is why we're always trying to remedy ourselves. It's why we, mm-hmm. it's why we go to uh, substances. It's why we try to do good things. It's yeah. why we uh, tell ourselves different narratives and stories about who we are because we're constantly trying to remedy the guilt that we have. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we, we talked about this in a couple other episodes about Jesus being such a clear shooter mm-hmm. to understanding these things. He goes, um, the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these things defile a man. Out of the heart come evil mm-hmm. thoughts and murder and adultery, sexual morality, theft, false testimony, 
slander. These are the things mm. that condemn yeah. us. And so I, you know, we can, you can, I can argue with you, Joel, about how good of a person I am, but God knows, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's what we're talking about. Like he, it just, just come and sit. He knows, yeah. he understands yeah. um, that you're not as good as you think you are because he knows those thoughts. Yeah. Um, and so you could say, well, I've never killed anyone with my hands, but we know again, according to God's standard. That's right. Just to think it is enough, That's right. you know. Um, I've never committed adultery. I've always yeah. been faithful. But have we always been faithful in every right. Right. aspect of your life 24-7? Right. That burden is way too heavy to bear for you to actually be able to say yes without deceiving yourself. Exactly. Right. It's out of the heart. Where for your all whole life, comes. from the yep. womb to where you are now, can you confidently stand before God and say you have maintained his law? Yeah. You know, it wasn't that the sad fact with the rich young ruler. You think you have everything, but you, yeah. you've missed it, you know? So God knows my heart is a damning message. How do we counter it? What's, what's the gospel here? You need a heart transplant, man. <laughs> I've been watching Grey's Anatomy lately. Well, that, there yeah. you go. That'll, it'll give you some heart transplants. So, so, li- <laughs> listen to what the prophet Ezekiel says in Ezekiel uh, 36. Verse 20, chapter 36, verse 26. He says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone mm. from your flesh yeah. and give you a heart of flesh. Heart transplant. Right, yeah. man, a new one. Yeah, so we think creation, God created us to be good. We fell. Um, we, we sinned against God. Um, he has given us Christ. Um, for the forgiveness of our sins and for hope. And now our response in saying I repent and believe means that he gives us a new heart, a yep. new heart, new sure. motives, new intentions, and an ability to actually repent and to That's say, right. God, I don't want to do this. I want exactly. to live in light of who you have made me in Christ, through Christ. And so that's that heart transplant. That's, that's right. good. You know, that's the hope. So the true gospel is not an appeal to my good heart. But the true gospel says that God is replacing my bad heart with need a new one, a new heart, That's right. yeah, a good heart, and that new heart will cause us to walk in His ways. That's right. right. Love the Lord right. your God with all your, your heart. heart. We're right. able to do that as recipients of the true gospel. Yeah. yeah, and I think of for for those out there that are more of the sensitive types, i.e., myself. You know, you you know, anytime we're going through church service and it's like it's time to to read that out loud together, I'm like, God, how can I utter love? God, I've loved you with all my heart, mm-hmm. mind, and soul. But it's through Christ that I can utter that. And so mm-hmm. I even want, would appeal to say His righteousness. He, yeah, His righteousness. Um, him being the propitiation for my sins gives me the opportunity to say, Man, God, you have given me a new heart and. I bring this up because the God knows my heart is such a faulty, horrible, false gospel because it leaves you utterly hopeless. Zero confidence. Right. There's no confidence. But my confidence, boldly I approach the throne right because he has given Mm. us grace. And so I think of... um, Oh, can I just pause you? uh, Don't lose your thought. Okay. Yes. I uh, was talking to a believer over the last couple months and um, and I I quoted, and can it be, boldly... Mm -hmm. I approach the throne and claim the crown of Christ, my yeah. own. And uh, this individual said that we can never boldly approach the throne of God. Number one, why would this individual say that? And number two, is he right? Is he wrong? He's wrong. Eric's like, he got, he got to be wrong. Let me tell you, because my... So how's how do you he wrong? Know? I can boldly approach the throne, or we, 
because of what, what Christ has done. Yeah. Like, yes. my faith in Christ, I have faith in the one who perfectly obeyed God, yeah. who loved God with all his heart. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, my standing is not based on what what I do. It's based on what Christ has already That's done. so true, man. Exactly. So I can... And I, I can, and when, yeah. when he said this, you know, I, I say this uh, honestly with... with prayer for the, for this individual like i i really wondered like does he understand the gospel yeah. like if if we don't have this boldness before god yeah. we have to ask ourselves do we really understand the gospel That's right. because the gospel says it's not about my heart it's mm-hmm. not about uh or my old heart i should say you know it's not about uh the flesh uh that continues to um, to lead me into sin. That's right. Uh, it's not about my failures, past, present, or future. Yeah. But the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news, past, present, and future yes. for my life. You better walk me through Shy's album. And does Shy get into that? He did. It's old. It's old. Um, and, uh, and and so therefore, we're in Christ. We have a new heart. We have mm. His righteousness. We can say, "I love God with all my heart." because we're in Christ. Yeah. So therefore, when we see the throne of God, yeah. we don't find a corner to hide out in. No. We don't get behind the preacher yeah. or That's somebody right. that seems holier than yeah. us, but rather we run to the throne of Christ yeah. because sitting on the throne is Jesus Christ. Our high priest. Who That's- is our yeah. high priest. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting Our savior, excited. our advocate. I'm excited. Yeah. We're in his blood. Let me read this, this is good. Hebrews chapter four. Verse 14, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confessions, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to Mm. sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Listen to verse 16. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And that's how we run boldly. Right. With confidence, I draw nigh with confidence. Right. right? And so I think what a good comfort to know that God, even when we are redeemed in him, have moments where our hearts would seek to condemn us. We know that we have an advocate that's greater, greater than even our heart. And so that's why we can't just rely on our heart. Got to rely on Christ. So good. That makes a man happy. It makes you've been saying that this whole series. We should recall this. The makes a man happy series. Telling you. He's greater than our hearts and he knows everything. That is a good, that's, that's a good response to the good news. We're made right because Jesus died for our sins. That's right. He died for our heart. That's right. Died for the sins of our heart. Uh, when you wake up at 2 a.m. and you're struggling with the guilt, you're mm-hmm. struggling with the questions of, man, I'm wasting my time in life. I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. I haven't been a good enough uh, son, daughter, mm-hmm. wife, yeah. husband, yeah. mother, father, friend. Yeah. Um, what do we do with those guilty feelings? We have a place yeah. to run with those guilty feelings. Yeah. Uh, we are not justified before God because we're good enough. Yeah. But we are justified before God because Jesus died on Calvary for the sins of our heart. Yeah. And so right. at 2 a.m., what do we do? We, we preach the gospel to ourselves. I will arise and go to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's what we do. <laughs> only, only Christianity offers us this right. kind of full confidence before God. It's wonderful. Yeah. It is wonderful. I think of uh, Revelations 12 where it talks about 
salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of Christ has come for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. Mm. We can say, man, my heart would accuse me. And in some ways before Christ, it, it was now and always it was right. Mm. But Christ has said, I've, I've died for their sins. And so just reiterating what you said, Joel, it, it, we can't rob people of this good news. All of the yeah. news doesn't pale. It pales in comparison. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's don't right. fall for these shoddy gospels. That's right. Trust in the real one. <laughs> they so shoddy when you look at That's them. Right. You're like, oh, they're, they're, they seem easy to believe in, but yeah. it's our control and our desires to feel like we can control it. Let's just give it to the Lord. He's faithful. Hebrews 10.22 says, draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. With this new heart that we have, we draw near with this kind of confidence, with this assurance. That's good news. Amen. So as we think about then our community that we live in, we recognize that there are people who uh, will deny the gospel, the true gospel, because they get to that point of you are a sinner. Yeah. They get to that point of saying, hey, you know, you need a savior. And they pause you right there and they say, hold up, buddy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> God knows my heart. Yep. And I think this is our response. Yes, he does know your heart. That's right. But that's not good news. <laughs> that's right. No. That's very bad news. And we got to walk you through it. Yeah. yeah. So as our uh, listeners think of their own communities, what we hope is that uh, we might study our communities, study the, 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 good, the, gospel, the false gospels of our communities. Think through what's prevalent. What, what are people around your city uh, putting their hope in? And then how does the true gospel of Jesus Christ speak against that and offer something better? Truly good news. It's good news. No, I feel edified. Uh, yeah, man. I feel like my, uh, Go journal and, and cry and stuff. <laughs> Looking forward to our next um, talk as we, we delve into some more false gospels. Only making the real gospel all that much more That's glorious. That's right. Shine so bright. So bright. Resplendent. Right. Right. Resplendent. Bright like a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> who sang that? That's what I was about to... Who was that? I'm uh, not saying who sang that. It's... <laughs> All I know is I hear my uh, kids. Your kids. It's very clear. Yeah, and show, now they look like they're oh, over 40, y'all. Yeah, they they showing their age, y'all. <laughs> All right. Let's cut this episode. See you next time on This Is Do. <laughs> for listening to the Stoop Sessions. Be sure to catch us next time. As One Hope exists to build healthy churches in the inner city, check us out and connect at www.onehope.gives.